Welcome back to the Chat With Matt podcast where we talk fitness, adventure, positive mentality, spirituality, relationships, business, and all that good stuff. In this week's episode, we chat with Louis Blake. Louis is an owner and investor of businesses which help make a positive impact on the world. He is a proponent of plant-based diets and is the owner of the largest vegan restaurant in the UK. We chat about veganism, entrepreneurship, and mindset. We learn how to phrase success to match your values and how to overcome comparing yourself to others. We delve into why Louie loves a plant-based diet and how it's becoming more accessible and more common. This is an amazing conversation. I could have spoke to Louie all day. He's such an interesting guy and uh, I really think you'll gain a lot from this. So, without further ado, Let's chat with Matt. Nobody knows this. None of the listeners would know this. Like, but I literally, we've been, I followed you, and I, you followed me for years. I was yeah, like, literally years. I remember we spoke <laughs> about the the brand. You had a the brand, didn't you? I remember sustainable activewear brand. Yeah, exactly. And I literally <laughs> to you because I heard heard you uh, speak on the Take Flight podcast, and I was like, this guy seems like a legend. And uh, so I reached out to you, and you responded. I was like, flip me, what a nice guy! Give me so much advice, had so much time for me. And I was like, uh, then years later, like must be like five years, literally. Uh, yeah, it was, it was about five years. I checked the message. <laughs> I just saw I saw you I just saw you I saw it pop up on your Instagram one day that you were on Love Island. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, Where did that come from? <laughs> Life's a journey. It's crazy how how it went. Like I was like, what is this? Because I was living in California for like two years there. And then wow. um, and then I came back or and then Love Island just said, Well, thank you, great for the show. I was like, sure, why not? Let's go for it. How has how has life changed before and after? It's changed. So in the day to day stuff, it's not changed that much. Like I'm still passionate about projects. I'm still working on different things. The projects may be different because I got more opportunities. And mm. uh, I'm still living on parents here. <laughs> like back in Ireland, because I came back from California and I wasn't settling and stuff. I was planning to move back there. I just lived with my parents for a while and then uh, came back from Love Island. I was like, flip, I kind of got to be traveling a Mate, lot. We've, 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 we've all done it. I mean, I've spoken mm. about it many times. I moved back to my parents when I was 28, 20, mm. 20, 27. I mean, sometimes you've got to just go back to back yeah. to basics and start again. And that's the sacrifice you make to it is. Make, make things happen. Exactly. And I'm I'm one that I don't like settling in one place. So uh, when I do go somewhere, I'll be in the sun or something. You know, I've got I'm going to Norway next month and then the US after that. And who knows where I'll be after that. But nice. It's nice. Good. It's good. But let's get into your story because um, that was the whole background. Anyway, we bumped into each other at Stansted. Random air. Random airport incident, huh? <laughs> you would not believe the day I had, right? So I literally, uh, I was in London and I was going to Marbella and I got an Uber that cost me 90 quid to get to Stansted. 
Because I don't understand the, how to use it. Why don't you take the, the stance of the express? I, I don't know. How, quid. Yeah, I don't understand the trains in London. I don't understand the tube. I, anytime I get on it, I get lost. So uh, I got that. Then my Uber driver got hit by a motorbike. So his bumper <laughs> flew off and we had to attach the bumper. But I was meanwhile, I was late from the traffic. So I was stuck in traffic. And I was like, I'm not going to make this flight. Then he gets crashed into bumper flies off and he's like we need to fix this so we pull over to fix it and then he drove like 40 40 miles an hour the whole way there to the airport then i got the stand set and seen that queue and i was like good god so i i asked the uh ones at the front is there any chance i can run here because my gates closing in like five minutes and they're like yeah go ahead there and then i went i forgot i had like some like liquid or something in my bag my bag gets pulled pulled for search of the security. I in always get pulled. It's a nightmare, mate. And then they were so slow at it. I don't know why they're so slow at Stansted. That is literally the longest I've ever seen. Uh, like to be, to, be, to be fair, I got to Stansted a few weeks ago. I got there about, about 30 minutes before takeoff. Yeah. And I managed to get on. Jeez. I want to talk about your journey and... Uh, for the listeners i'll be giving an intro to this but you're extremely successful at what you do um you've got the largest vegan restaurant in the uk and uh, to add to that you got chain restaurants beyond that in edinburgh and where's the other spot there's another one in is that uh, brighton edinburgh Nor- uh, norwich uh, london and we just started to do some bits internationally this year as well Unbelievable. Um, in the us and in the middle east and yeah it's it's uh it's um it's been a journey i think the the success thing is interesting because we have this kind of warped view of success in our culture and it's culturally conditioned to the sanction that success is cars and watches and looking good on instagram and all of this but i think mm-hmm. success for me is like yeah all of that stuff can be a byproduct of success but success is doing what you love to do every single day you know being able to wake up and choose what you do and have the freedom to do what you love and to be engaged in a project or in a or in an endeavor that you you you're passionate about and that is worth going to i think people that are just put success on money or material things or or you know the the um reward they get by likes and stuff from instagram this is very short-lived and 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 not real deep authentic success so success is individual success Mm -hmm. is um is all is all relevant to the individual success for me is can i get up every day and do something that i love doing that makes a positive impact on other people in the world around me and can i play a part in bringing that to life and i get value from that and hopefully get give value to other people through that Mm -hmm. and so i think that's my that's my little definition kind of uh, of success so in that sense yeah I, i would say in my own terms i get to wake up every day and work on the things that I love and have an element of control within them in terms of being able to bring my ideas to life through, through those things. Um, but success equally could be someone who's loves animals and, and loves working with animals and wants to be a vet. And mm. it's their dream job and they're doing it. That's more successful than someone who's earning 20 million a year, sat in an mm. office doing something they hate. You know, that's how, that's how I look. That's how I look at it anyway. So you would see your definition, your definition of success is being happy, being fulfilled. Yeah, I, th- I think look, not necessarily happy because I certainly have days where I'm not happy, where it's, it's highly stressful or it's, it's challenging, etc. I think fulfilled and, 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 and challenged, challenged and fulfilled in, in balance. You know, you need an element of challenge because 
with challenge when you overcome that challenge there's an element of fulfillment or when you're when you perhaps don't quite reach that challenge you learn something on the way so it's about growth mm-hmm. fulfillment enjoyment in that process i think yeah so you got to challenge yourself in the sense that if you could be happy and content working at some job that you're very comfortable at very easy but you don't really consider that success because you need something to push yourself on you need to keep striving but you need 100 percent yeah i think i think this i think culturally like we've become very very comfortable you know mm-hmm. it's very very easy to have like take that kind of like average average job and do those same thing and you know play play in that safe zone but mm-hmm. you know you just have a consistent five out of ten life where you never push it too far you never have anything that good but nothing quite that bad and it's just kind of there yeah i mean i'm i'm going for the nines and the tens whilst fully accepting that there's going to be some zeros and ones along the way but that's mm-hmm. you know you learn and you 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 grow through both the nines and tens and the ones and the ones and twos you know i think it's uh it's 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 important to to seek challenge mm-hmm. and because then when you are met with challenge you're so kind of prepared you know what i mean Whereas mm-hmm. if you sit comfortable all the time, when you're met with a challenge, you're just not ready for it. Yeah. And I think, you know, at the minute we we have things very easy. I think the last couple, the last two years in particular with things like furlough and things like being able to stay at home and binge watch Netflix and, mm-hmm. you know, not go, not the, the oh, there's so many excuses, you know, the gym shut, uh, mm-hmm. my work's closed. Uh, I can, you know, the, I can't get to this, whatever it might be. Like there's so many, it's so much easier to be comfortable. Yeah. this culturally because culturally it's rewarded right now you know mm-hmm. you have to work a little bit harder to go out and be uncomfortable but i think well, through, through chasing that discomfort is where you will really get fulfillment you know doing difficult things yeah exactly and it's even like isn't benefits nearly higher than the minimum wage or something they're trying to fix that right now but like benefits you could sit at home and just claim benefits for some certain things and it's nearly higher than some some person who's out grafting their ass, like working on a minimum wage job. And like, that's where you're yeah, talking about I society. Think, I think, um, I think, you know, systemically there's a need to have a, have a kind of a, uh, a, a, a function of state that enables people that can't work and it supports people that are in need. And like, we have to look after, you know, people in, in society that, that are unable to, for whatever reason, that, that whatever yeah, hardships totally. fallen upon them. But equally, you know, the, and don't get me wrong, furlough was great for people that allowed people to keep working, et cetera. I'm talking more about, I guess, the, the, it's very easy to slip into a state of comfort. And I think we all have an individual responsibility to, to, to go out and, and, and find challenge because through challenge, we become better people. We become more prepared, you know? And I think mm-hmm. at the minute, we've, where, where culture's going and where society's going, it's very easy to be very, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's never been more important to go out and seek things that are challenging, whether that be, you know, you know, training in the gym or, you know, taking on like uh, study or work or whatever that might be, things that are out of our comfort zone. That's where, at least in my experience and, you know, having been have businesses for the last 12 years, uh, 10, 11, 12 years, I've got the most value when I've tried to do really difficult things whether that's in business or in sport or whatever, you know, that's the biggest sense of achievement. I think if you just get up and just go through the motions every day is you very quickly become unfulfilled. And I've had that too. I'm sure you have as well. You know, we've awesome. been in a position where I've just been going through the motions, doing like mm-hmm. doing average and it's very, it's, you're comfortable, you're safe, but you're definitely yeah. not fulfilled. Oh, 100%. I, uh, I get that from you. Exactly. I think I'm the exact same person as that as well, because I want to live an epic life. That's the way I always think in my mind. 
even if it's not an amazing life it's epic in some way so like i moved to california i'll i'll move somewhere i'll do something i'll always say yes to stuff jumping out of plane yes i'll do it i want to go do you want to go on this tv show yes i'll do it you know none of that's comfortable and that's what we're saying like i want i go to the gym every day to grow to get better to have the best physique i can possibly have and if you have that mindset for me and clearly from what you're saying your life just goes up like look at your life right now you're highly successful as in society's definition and your own definition uh for what for what age you are it's crazy i think there's a um there's a fear for, for a lot of people to be an outsider or to do anything that exists outside of the, 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 the cultural norm or within their immediate kind of social circle. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've evolved in such a way that, um, that we're biologically rewarded to be part of a group. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were, when we were like hunter gatherers or whatever, you'd need to be part of a group in order to survive. And so biologically we've evolved to reward behavior that helps us stay sort of a pack. So that's why when you do something good for someone, you get that hit where it feels good, that reward center is triggered, right? Yeah. And this, we, we're operating with the same hardware today, even though we don't have those same needs anymore. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're programmed to want to fit in. And the minute we feel like we stand out, we have these, you know, we have this inner kind of alert, like, oh, I'm doing something that's outside. It's, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So particularly when you're from like, a sort of small city i'm from a small city and you're from a smallish yep. small space <laughs> when, you, when you're from somewhere like that and you do something that is outside of the norm of what everyone else does yeah you you're you're, you're like you you stand out and you mm. and people are able to to you know make comments or make you feel or whatever it might be mm. so a lot of people don't take that leap of faith like you said getting on a plane or going to a tv show or starting a business because mm -hmm. that fear of what those other people might say because you you're you're existing outside of what they're used to and so mm -hmm. you're, you're there to be, you know, talked about, laughed at, mocked if you fail, whatever it might be. And I think a lot of us walk around with this kind of fear of failure or fear of being seen by others for standing out. And that stops us from taking those actions. Um, whereas everything we want is on the other side of taking those actions. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's kind of the yeah, that's the kind of the irony. So um, I think, you know, that was a really good point you, you said about it in terms of doing the things that scare you and stepping outside of your comfort zone. And, you know, you, you kind of realize as time goes on, no one actually cares. Like you think everyone, you think everyone's like talking about you or, or, or they're ready. They're watching what you're doing. Think about yeah. how much you think. I think a good way to look at this is think about how much flick through your phone. Look at the fifth person down on Instagram. How much do you think about that person? Yeah. What would you, how, how much attention would you pay if that person put up a business on Instagram and, and a week later said, Oh, that failed. How much would you really, you don't, yeah, because you're, exactly. like, you're like the star in role in the movie to yourself. You think that yeah. everyone else is putting up attention on you, but they're really not. No one really cares. Yeah. You know, you could, you could, like, you know, like you, you could go and do anything. And as long as you're not doing anything that's really bad, like people aren't, <laughs> don't really care. Like, you know, you honestly, really you do stuff matter. that's bad. Celebrities are proving you do stuff that's bad. It gets forgotten about quickly as well for flip sake. Not that we're encouraging anybody to do that, but exactly, exactly your point like nobody actually cares everybody's thinking about their own life they're the main character they they're thinking about bringing their kids to school like they're thinking about getting a job a graduate job whatever they don't care that much but when you go and push yourself to the other side of that that fear do the thing 
And if it feels, it feels. But if you succeed, then people look up to you and they're like, whoa, mm. that's pretty cool. You know, that's yeah, I'm not, I'm not, exactly. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's not hard. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's, I think, and I think, again, this comes back to the, like, the, the Instagram thing that like, we, we, we now, I mean, I don't, I don't how, how old are you, by the way? I'm 26. You're 26. I'm, I'm 31, right? So mm-hmm. I kind of, I was kind of like the last generation of people that grew up pre-internet and post-internet yeah right so there wasn't the basis of comparison for me when i was 16 17 Mm. whereas you know you look at what success meant locally and you say okay there's one or two people locally that have done well they might have a local business that's successful or they might Mm. have you know done something that played football or whatever it might be you might have one or two bases of comparison Mm -hmm. so in in relativity you could set your sights here and that would be an achievement again because you're marking yourself against these people right yeah now if you're 18 you're looking on instagram and one, you're competing with something that normally isn't true anyway. The person mm-hmm. posting the, the Ferrari <coughs> in the house, it's not actually theirs a lot of mm-hmm. the time. Two, you've got all these people on a global scale that you're comparing yourself to. So you're thinking about success and you're saying, okay, I've got to do this. And mm-hmm. it seems so far out of reach that it's unbelievable. So you just settle for the thing. Whereas actually about setting the site and say, okay, can I do this or if i do this level what are the 10 steps to get there and focusing on small incremental steps that you can do rather than thinking well i'm never gonna how am i gonna get that's so far out of reach or that's so far out of reach like even for for me i suppose when when i opened like talk to talk about the restaurant i opened the restaurant first one nearly four years ago and if you'd have said to me four years ago okay it's going to lead to this this and this what i'm doing now that would have maybe felt at that point a little bit out of reach for me yeah. Do you know, whereas if because I was focused on okay, open this restaurant, get mm-hmm. make this restaurant amazing, make it work, get to this point, and then think about opening a second. If I'd have been thinking about opening ten and doing in all this other stuff, it would have been too far out of the way. So just focus on the on the you know the the, the, the bit by bit, and then there's a mm-hmm. leap of faith to do the first bit. But once mm-hmm. you've done the first bit and realised that you can do it, you then operate from that level. And, the level, and you level up each time do you know what I mean I'm saying like the small goals are a huge thing the small targets like I always think back I, so I did cycling uh, with my brother-in-law when I was like maybe 22 or something and I wasn't a big cyclist I just did it because I started enjoying it and whatever but he was an absolute machine he like lived for cycling and you always used to get really demotivated because you're trying to keep up with him but he was so fast he was just miles ahead whereas when one of my friends come out with me and he was like a good level, better than me, but he has a good level, you're keeping up with him or trying to be close to him. You got motivated and then that's where you start to enjoy the process as well. hundred percent. Yeah, it's a really good point. And that's applicable to many things. It's also a case of, you know, in, in that sense, finding people that are where you want to be mm-hmm. and looking at what they do and, and taking little things from them people. Like, I think now it's a lot easier where we've got the internet and we, you know, Instagram and you can almost look into what certain people that are achieving are doing. So if mm-hmm. I want to be, say, say I want to be a successful rest- restaurateur, for example, I can look at 10 examples of people that are successful rest- restaurateurs and I can find out information about what they did, what steps did they mm-hmm. take, you know, what did they do? And I can almost reverse engineer what they did to get where they are and looking at the all of them, pick out the things that are consistent they all did. And I've almost created a roadmap for myself. Mm. You know, this is one of the benefits of the internet. You know, if you want to be a, like to your point, a cyclist or whatever it might be, all the information is is out there now to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and again, then it's the final success. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not going to win the Tour de France, but maybe a goal for me would be to be 
to get this time over this distance and mm-hmm. then you have a tangible goal for yourself and then once you've done that you can then level up each time and that's that's your independent success it's not that you're winning the big mm-hmm. competition but you're you're nailing a time that you've been been, been going to and then it's something to work towards i think we all yeah. need that kind of like that purpose and something to to kind of work towards in, in various parts of our life something to 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 to, to attain you know yeah, like when you stop striving for something, you die. But well, to me personally, that is. But I mm. do think it's hard on the internet because you are comparing yourself to to people, and it's it's like it's something that I you know is bad for you because you know comparing yourself to flipping Jay Alvarez or somebody like that there, like his life's flipping amazing compared to mine. <laughs> but my life's pretty amazing too. Like, you know what I mean? But that's what you just compare yourself to the people who are the best in the global scale. And the it's number one, hard. the number one, the number one thing you can do for that is just to be great. Like just gratitude. Mm. I say, I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, like it's all, it's all, it's all relative. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's people that are a lot worse off than us in what much worse positions. We're probably in the top, one or two percent in the world yeah. lifestyle yeah <laughs> literally exactly. right where no one's trying to kill us we've yeah. got a steady supply of food we've got we've all these things yes yeah? so, and, yeah. and you can take it back to a very kind of like primitive level and say like just feel i mean i i sit and try and do this every morning or mm. try and i've got a list on my phone that i read i'm like wow i'm really grateful for this i'm really mm. grateful for that i'm really grateful for this and you just stop you just you just nip the comparison in the bud like that Mm-hmm. And then for, for in terms of Instagram, the way that I use Instagram now, because, you know, similar to probably similar to you, I, I would use it where I would I'd aimlessly scroll and I'd get lost in it or I'd be like looking mm-hmm. at people. And so, you don't even realize you're doing it. These algorithms are so clever. You, oh, you do go and you, you do compare yourself to other people and, 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 and see things. Like, I want that. I want that. I want that. Every yeah. time we want something, we're living in the future. We bring ourselves out of the present and out of where we are. Mm. And we lose hours doing that. So instead, what I try and do now is like, there's certain people that I've got to follow that I don't want to offend by unfollowing. So I just <laughs> mute, I mute their posts, yeah, for yeah. example. <laughs> and then I try and I've got another the account that I use mainly. I just follow people that I'm inspired by or that I, I get really good stuff from. And that, if I scroll, I scroll there. If, I, yeah. if I'm like, if I'm, you know, if I'm, if it is a case where I'm on Instagram or whatever, I just see these people that are really inspiring. It may be like it's information that I'm, you know, I'm really into, into plant-based and into plant-based nutrition. So I love reading information on plant-based nutrition and meal ideas. I love looking at um, like, you know, like the earth picks, like pages we see, like stuff like that. I, I love yeah. reading about like spirituality and stuff like that. So if I follow that, if I follow them, I can flick through for five minutes. I have this like stream of like inspiration and motivation. And, and that's mm. the stuff that I, I choose to consume. I think that the platforms they're not good or bad they're dependent on the on on the person using it mm-hmm. um, and dependent on what the intention is behind it so if you're on there to consume inspiring positive content then that's what you will get and equally the way that i'm trying to use instagram now is i, I said this to my friend leon the other day it's like i realized i used to use instagram solely to impress people the sole purpose of my Instagram yeah. was I wanted to impress people and I want to impress as many people as possible. So I'm looking at them likes and I'm like, oh, I impressed this many people today. Do you know what I mean? And whereas now it's like, it's like, how can I impact people? Mm, Instead of like impressing people, how can, how, can I, how can I impact people? Like, what can I, what do I know? What do I uniquely know about? Mm-hmm. What, what unique experiences have I had that I can share that someone will look at and they'll be inspired or they'll be motivated or they'll learn something. And mm-hmm. that's, or, or and equally at the same time, 
I don't feel bad promoting my businesses on there because my businesses have been created to make a positive impact as well. So by mm-hmm. directing someone to my restaurant, I know that because my business stands for things that I believe in, I'm making a positive impact. So you, you, it's not that you can't promote your business or not promote what you're doing, but mm-hmm. just be, be confident that your business or what you're promoting is overly positive. You know, yeah. and you'll feel better about it. Like, you know, I've, I've been offered like promoted posts by various brands and then you look into what they're doing and like, it's like, you're just, you know, your, 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 um, your business is built on ego. Your business is built just to sell stuff like for yeah. no reason. Whereas a brand that's like, Oh, we're, we're, we're doing plant-based new uh, supplements because we, we want to help more people transition. We, these are sustainable. This is cool. I can get behind that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's kind of how I'm working. I'm using Instagram now. And since I've been looking at it from that perspective, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a lot better and it's been better received. It's, and it's, I'm not looking at it in the, in the sense of like, Oh, I've only got, cause yeah, we all go and the algorithm goes up and down and I've been shadow banned a bunch of times for what I was posting yeah, during the COVID true. situation. I was posting yeah. some stuff during COVID. I was getting <laughs> shadow banned. But, um, you know, I think that I'm looking at it now and like, if I just get one message from someone or I get a couple of some people will message me like, I, I listened to what you, that podcast that you did and it was, you know, it really helped me with this. I'm like, just one person that yeah. is way more impactful than getting a thousand likes. Yeah. Way well, more impactful. That's the thing. We, we see likes and we're just like, it's a way dopamine hit, but when we actually, mm. somebody has the time in their day that they take out and write to write a paragraph mm. to you to express how much, the podcast or whatever you're doing impacts and that speaks a lot more because i can just go and tap somebody's thing just out of being nice to them like but it doesn't really mean anything whereas you get i try and do that as well i i I see that with if someone posts something that i get some value from Mm -hmm. i'll always take the time to try and message and be like thank you for sharing that because you know you know yourself if you receive that kind of feedback you want to do more of it Mm -hmm. and i want there to be more of them kind of positive messages out there so I, i try and take the time to if someone posts something and I look, I look at it and I think, yeah, that, that was good. I try and send yeah. a little message and be like, thank you for sharing that. Like it, yeah. it helped me or whatever it might be. And you keep the, this, this cycle of positivity and good stuff going, which is, which is what we need, we need more of. Yeah. The, the thing I'm gathering from you is that you've got your values very well established. You know exactly what the, they are and they direct your life, whether it's social media, whether it's your business, whether it's, you know, whatever you want to do, your relationships, it's pretty, pretty, Something a lot of people don't have is their values established. It's, 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 it's something that I think everyone can do and it takes time to develop and they can also change, you know, but I think having a list of values, I mean, it might just be write them on your phone. Yeah. It might just, it might be, you have a little whiteboard in your bedroom or, 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 or a post-it note on your laptop, whatever it might be. But I, I, I think a list of values and it could just be three or four things. Mm-hmm you can return to those list of values when you've got a decision to make and make sure the decision you're going to make correlates with those values. Yeah. And, and, and that for me has been, and it sounds simple, but it's been so, 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 so important and so helpful that I've got to make a really important decision. All right, let me just check. Does this, does this correlate with point one, two, three, and four? If it correlates with the first three, but not the fourth, I, I just don't do it. It's such and a, this is, this is, this is, this is helpful in business as well. It's like, you know, do, is it, is it um is it solving a problem mm-hmm. is it doing so in a way that's cre- is it creative meaning like is it different from what everyone else is doing does it benefit the the planet does it benefit the people that work there does it benefit our customers and community mm-hmm. and does it does it benefit the people that have invested if they have and ultimately does it make a profit it's got to tick all them boxes if it doesn't tick mm-hmm. one of them boxes we can't you don't do it 
it's 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 a methodical way to do things as well it makes sense like it's it just to me it's it's removing the complicated things out of life you got so many decisions in a day and if you've got the three four core components of who you are and what you're about to make those decisions off then your life's so much easier it removes that anxiety removes that stress 100 percent it's been something that's been a bit of a journey for me with a with a vegan thing for example because i did it for i I went vegan seven years ago nearly eight years Mm -hmm. ago for for health reasons to start with and i've got to say that when i say i went vegan i went plant i went whole food plant-based so vegan means that you don't eat any animal products whole food plant-based means that you eat whole foods natural foods you don't eat like fake meats um other than like tempeh or tofu which is which is kind of more natural you don't Mm. eat things like you know um processed chocolate and crisps and chips and you Mm. can eat all that all that crap when you're when you're vegan but whole food plant-based and the benefit that i had straight away was health my sleep improved my skin improved my uh, performance improved my recovery after performance improved um, I felt lighter, my digestion got better, all these things happened. And over the course of time, I've learned more and I've got better and better at it. But the other thing that I quickly discovered was the sustainability impact about how much land, water, all these other things that it helped. Mm-hmm. But I never really connect. I did connect with the ethical side of it, but I didn't, I only related that to food. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily vegan in the other aspects of my life. Like I still, I still wore leather. You know, I still like, I, I wasn't really conscious of that things like, you know, driving everywhere or whatever. Yeah. But this year, this last year or last year and a half, it's been a lot more work. That, that being part of my values is I don't buy anything. Everything I buy is a vote for the world I want to live in. So now I buy in a way that's conscious or sustainable. So I'm, I know that I'm voting. So I don't buy leather anymore. You base your whole life around those values. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's just a good way to live it, you know. And then the thing of like, and that, that correlates into other, or that transfers into other parts of my life where it's like, you know, do no harm. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I'm, I'm conscious that, and the other thing is like, is, a, is just rad, like radical empathy. Like if someone, mm-hmm. if someone in the street walks past me and knocks into me, right? I'm, I, I used to think, what? Now yeah. it's like, wow, that, something, that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But now it's like, wow, that person's that person's that person's going through something. Or if someone sh- snaps at me, yeah, you know, like wow, like I, I've, I have empathy for that person. There's there's something that that person that person's not a happy person. Something's happened to that person yeah. to cause them to react like that. It's hire. never me. Yeah. It's always it's always the other person. So it's like, mm. cool. Can I exercise radical empathy? Can mm. I try and put myself in position of the other person? Can mm. I try and offer? at least 51% of the value in any exchange. Mm-hmm. Can I go out of my way to add more value than the other person gives me? Not to the point where I feel like I'm taking, being taken advantage of, but mm-hmm. to the point where I'm at least matching the value that, that I'm receiving back. Yeah. Can I pass it on? If someone does something good for me and I can't repay it, can I do something good for the next person? If mm-hmm. I'm able to, can I do something good for someone else? Like a prime example, I went to pick my girlfriend up from the airport the other day and there's a guy who quite well-dressed, just looked in a state of desperation. He's like, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I need to, my bank card's been blocked. I'm not from here. I need to get to here. Can you give me 60 pounds? I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Gave my, my, gave my, my WhatsApp. I was like, look, you know, send it back to me if you, if you can, if you please. Yeah, I will, I will, I will. Like two years ago, I never would have given that person that money, but I'm like, I've got an opportunity to pay it forward. I'm, I'm able to do so. And the person clearly is in a state of distress. If that person wants to, 
not pay that back or you know or for a reason that's kind that's his karma now that's yeah. fine but i've i've had i've used the opportunity to do something good for someone yeah. i feel good about it yeah you've stuck to your values and you've based that decision off it but the the big thing is like who knows what could come from that good deed as well like he could mm. be the flipping owner of like this very successful i don't know in the restaurateur business yeah, he could connect you with a certain person or, or, or you know or anything or he, he might or he's gonna you know maybe in a year's time he's he's in a position where someone asks him for something and he thinks back to oh, i remember that time that guy gave you the money in the airport and mm-hmm. he then passes it on and if if we're all taking that perspective and think how much better how much better well we you know we're, we're kind of like in a position where we're taught to not trust anyone and again this has been heightened over the last year when you yeah. put a mask over everyone's face and told people to stay away from each other yeah you you, you know, it's the it's a catalyst for mistrust. It's a catalyst for yeah. people not being cohesive. And as a community, and as communities, we need to have that kind of that that connection to each other. And mm. when we're connected to each other, it helps us to behave in a way that's conducive to 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 a collective positivity, as yeah. opposed to being you know being oh, stay away from this person, don't hug, don't touch, cover your face. To, like we need to get we need to go get over oh. that and come back to mm. back to like a position of you know of trust and. You know, we we we've we've evolved to be pessimistic. You know, we've evolved to be pessimistic for survival, but yeah. it's not the same need to be pessimistic now. It's it's, it's one thing to be careful. You know, I'm not mm. saying that we live in the safest culture in in the world, but you know, being a little bit optimistic about how people, the, the yeah. goodness of people. Most people are pretty good. Yeah, most people are good. Yeah, most most people are good, and that's the thing. Like we're told when we grow up, or even conditioned. So it's from our biological sense we're conditioned to be wary and stuff. But like we're told when growing up, oh, be careful when going out, be careful there, be careful. And it's like with the, the it's like a negative attitude to set yourself up. You never with. do any, you never, you never oh, do anything, do you? Like, you yeah. know, you, you, you got on a plane and went to California, you'd be like, oh, can't do that. What if this, what if this, what if this? It's like, <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I had the same thing. I lived, I lived in, Me- I lived in, I lived, I lived in Mexico. Oh, I was like, there's, you know, there's, yeah. there's, uh, there's, there's, there's gangs, there's this. And like, yeah, how many people, how many, you know you look at statistics look at whatever but you know i think it's okay there's there's something to be said for to like you said like an epic like what make what constitutes an epic life i think it's saying yes to opportunities it's going it's yes. seeing things it's having experiences it's doing things it's getting to you know you get to the point where you can look back and go yeah i, I actually i lived like I, I did the things like i've had all of these experiences and having a variety of experiences and interacting with different people i think makes you a more interesting person and makes yeah. you more of a uh more uh more uh, give gives you more perspective like just in terms of how you then deal with people you know you mm. when you when you immerse yourself in different cultures and around different people you have a a, a greater depth of experience in, in in terms of how how to how to operate you know mm. how to how to how to behave it's like traveling and all opens your mind so much by the way mm. i got response from that like i got goosebumps from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you can clip that bit you can clip that bit <laughs> connect to that so much because like everything i watched like jim carrey's you know that yes movie yeah 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 i was like i love that and then i i was a big fan of like yes theory and stuff uh i don't know whether you've heard of it it's a bunch of guys that basically get a load of challenges and they say yes to all of it so it could be just mad stuff like it's a really good um there's a really good richard branson uh i mean i i really connected with richard branson's book mm -hmm. first book that he wrote i read it years ago and he was talking about just saying yes yeah you just say and then figuring it out which like yep i'll do that and then just trying to work it out once you once Jump you do it see what happens yeah that's kind of what i did with the restaurant honestly like i, I didn't have a clue how to run a restaurant i opened it like first night 
tills weren't working, didn't have anything set up properly. Like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I think that's mm. how you learn, just saying yes and just trying things and you figure it out in the way. And if you fail, you fail, you, you can start, you always start again. I love it. I love it. I'm interrupting this podcast to give you a short word from our sponsors. Sometimes in my life I get sad, but then I realize Move sponsors my podcast. And as an Irish training and lifestyle clothing and accessories brand, their ethos is all about striving towards being the best version of you. And whenever you're sad, you can't do that. So, you know, be the best you can. Anyway, since their debut back in 2020, Move has rooted itself in developing gym and casual wear and creating a community for everyone and every sport. Hence why I'm part of it. Their ranges are available on their website are emblematic of that vision, bringing high quality fabric versatile for anywhere from training to hiking to chilling to just being strange like me. Join the Move evolution. Make sure you tag Move on your Move-related socials at we.r.move. We look forward to welcoming you to the movement. See you out there. Let's go down, down to the river too. Be good to you and be good to the planet. Glenisk, Ireland's organic dairy, brings you bio yogurt in climate-neutral packaging using locally sourced organic milk. So bringing it to the vegan side of things, I want to know from a nutritional perspective, um, a big thing with it is how do you get the pro as like enough protein into your diet? What what would you recommend for the best the main sources of protein in a vegan? I think I think plant based pro- protein is an interesting one because mm-hmm. it's kind of been a bit of a marketing ploy over the last twenty years or so as to how much protein we actually need. Mm-hmm. You know the point. The body can only consume a certain amount of protein in one sitting. It's around the weight dependent, you know, 45 grams or so per, per yeah. um, for the average man. So I think there's a bit of a myth around protein as to how much you need. Mm-hmm. Um, where, although in terms of sources, you know, all protein is made by plants originally. Yeah. All protein in the first instance is made by plants. So when you eat the animal, you're, you're eating the, the middleman effectively, mm-hmm. you know, you're going through a middleman to get your, your, sorry, you're going through a middleman to get that protein. So things like, you know, if you look at alternative, alternative meats, um, that are more natural tempeh is an amazing one, mm-hmm. fermented cultured soy. Um, the whole thing about soy is complete BS as well in terms of like the estrogen. It's a different type of estrogen. It's not the estrogen that you is in the female hormone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd need to eat such a huge volume of it for have, that to have a negative, negative impact. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, tem- I lo- I'd eat a lot of tempeh, uh, beans, legumes, um, grains like quinoa, etc. huge amounts of proteins there. Um, nuts, uh, seeds, um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's, so, there's just, I eat such a variety of foods now compared to before I was vegan. And then I do, I do take, I do supplement as well. You know, I, I use a uh, raw sport, which is a, it was a British, uh, shout out Dean from raw sport, which is a British, uh, plant-based protein company and the products are incredible. So I use that, but I, I, when I track what I eat, I probably eat about hundred grams, 120 grams of protein a day, which That's is probably right. a bit more, probably a bit more than I, than, than I need. But like today mm-hmm. I train twice. Yeah, and most days I train once. If I train twice in a day, I try and eat around 120 grams, and that'll be like a shake and and, and, and one small meal, and then two, then two kind of uh, two larger meals. 
Oh, yeah. And so I know there's a big issue around like eggs and honey. Where, where do you stand on that? I know that's something to do with a vegan slash plant-based diet. What, what's your... Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, look, I, I think it's each, their, each, I'm like each their own. Yeah. Right. I could eat each their own. I, I'm not telling anyone to do anything. I, I think that there's, there's benefits. And if you want to know the benefits, I'm happy to talk about them always. But I've never mm-hmm. told anyone, you must do this. You should do this. I believe that we should mm-hmm. all be eating more plant based foods and mm-hmm. more natural foods anyway. In fact, yeah. a lot of the people that advocate for, you know, diets with me in suggest that 80% of our diet should be plant based. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, and that's lots of leafy greens, root vegetables, colored vegetables and fruits, um, you know, whole grains, etc. cetera. Um, but in terms of eggs, uh, I don't eat eggs, obviously, because it comes because it comes to an animal. Um, yeah. the reason I don't eat eggs is because the majority of eggs produced in this country come from um, conditions that I do not believe are ethical. And the, yeah. the suffer. And every time again, I come back to my point about I vote for the world I want to live in. I'm effectively paying for the continuation of that suffering. So that's why I don't back those. Mm. The same is same is true of honey in terms of how bees are used for honey. And given the, the if the bees if the bees die, we die. Yes. So you know, I think. Look, have I eaten honey in the past? Yes. Um, I do. Do not do not eat honey now. I think there are some health benefits to honey for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that, that I eat for more reasons around sustainability. I don't necessarily think it's necessarily terrible for the bees i just i just think from a sustainability perspective it's not something that, that, that i would eat there are some good replacements for, for 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 egg i mean i do like scrambled tofu literally like mash up t- uh, tofu put some turmeric on and it, it looks like scrambled eggs got high yeah. protein count um yeah there's, there's there's other options for sure i think the big issue um with you know whole foods in general is that they're a lot more expensive than your Burger Kings, your McDonald's, your things like that there. But I, I see think health, health foods, mm-hmm. healthy foods have been positioned as being more expensive. But, but I would I don't think that's always true. I think that, yeah, if you're talking about a Beyond Burger is, is, is four, two for £4.50 in Tesco. Yeah. yeah, if you're eating burgers, then yeah, maybe. But you know, if we're talking about eating healthy foods, like you can literally go to Aldi, you can go to Aldi and buy a week's worth of vegetables for 25 quid for two people. Mm. And, you're, and you're, and you're getting all your greens, all your colored veg, all your root veg, you know, um, everything for 25 quid. Yeah. You know, so it's, I, I would say it's just, then I think the challenge isn't the expense because I think the challenge is it's expensive when you're buying prepared or ready-made meals or micro that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. it's it would be perceived to be more expensive because of the level of but i think it's more about the effort that goes in because if you're buying mm-hmm. vegetables you then have to prepare those vegetables yeah. whereas if you're buying things like packet food or microwave food you're able to just slam it in a microwave and the mm-hmm. plant-based version of those at the moment are more expensive because yeah. of the because of scale right you haven't got the, the you haven't got the same you haven't got the exactly economies of scale mm-hmm. over time will mean those prices come down but at this point if you was going to a supermarket and buy a plant-based ready meal Mm-hmm. Most likely, it'd be more expensive than a meat ready meal. But if you were to go mm-hmm. and buy a, a basket full of uh, vegetables and, and and different types of vegetables and grains and put it with mm-hmm. some beans and or whatever, it wouldn't it wouldn't be. Yeah. So, uh, are you a big fan of McDonald's and Burger King? I know they're pushing for vegan menus and stuff. Was that a good thing ultimately for the vegan? I, yeah. I mean, I would. I personally would never eat McDonald's or Burger King. Mm-hmm. personally 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I do not to say that I don't have the occasional like cheat meal, like junk food meal, although yeah. I would choose to buy that from like a, an independent vegan restaurant or someone like Wagamama. I like Wagamama because they've got yeah. 50% of their menus vegan. They're really pushing the, the, the plant-based thing. Yep. They, you know, you see how the food's prepared and cooked and I've worked with them in the past and I, and I, I, I have a lot of kind of respect for what Wagamama are doing. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think it's a really positive thing that McDonald's and, and, and Burger King are putting vegan options on the menu because it normalizes it in culture. People, mm. people see, people see it, and it, it becomes more familiar. It doesn't become this weird thing that it was seven or eight years ago when I started mm-hmm. started doing it and talking about it. So I think it's really important, and I think it also gives people the choice. Then, if they go in there and you know, say you're on the motorway and you're it's late and you're not eating, and you pull in, and you're someone who's like on the edge of being plant based or not, you've now got a plant based option. Yes, it makes it easier. There's, there's kind of, I mean, I always come back to there's there's four issues to resolve when it comes to plant based. Let's mm-hmm. hope I can remember them. First is price, so mm-hmm. perception around price. You know, we need it to be is as affordable, if not more affordable. Yes. Second is taste, taste or quality. Mm-hmm. It's got to be as tasty as or more tasty than the meat alternative. Yeah. Third is convenience, so it's got to be accessible. You've got to be able to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fourth is is information or relatability. Like it's got to be, um, you've got to have the information on in terms of what to do to it, what to do with it when you buy it. But also, it's got to be relatable in a sense of who else do you see consuming it? And that's why a lot of us buy what we buy, right? Like when you, when you, how many people buy, have bought clothes off Instagram, of an Instagram ad or of an influencer? You're exactly. buying it because of the person you're seeing doing it. So I think with, mm. with, with plant-based and a vegan, like the more people that are deemed uh, aspirational in our culture or the more people that are looked up to that are adopting plant-based uh, diets or buying plant-based foods, the better, you know, like Lewis Hamilton was a massive one. Lewis Hamilton being a big advocate for veganism, a lot of people that look up to him would have then taken veganism more seriously as a result. Um, Hector Bellerin, um, footballer, pe- people like that, like people like that that are advocating for plant-based diets that are kind of elite sports people. People yeah. will look at that and go, oh, well, that's not, maybe it's not some weird hippie thing anymore. Maybe like it's something that I could relate to. I can, yeah. I can empathize with this person and therefore I can give it a go. And I think the big thing is elite sportsmen or sportswomen, whatever, uh, sports people rather, is the big thing. Like, because it proves that the people at the top of the game who are elite are benefiting from their plant based that You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I, I know firsthand, you know, I've got a few friends that play football that are, that are fully plant based and that have said that, you know, training at, training at that, that level what it's helped them with in particular is recovery. Like their recovery has been a lot quicker mm. when they're, when they've taken uh, animal protein out of their diet, which has been a big one. And just, yeah, I, I think in people in many sports, you know, game changers was a great documentary on Netflix because it really showed mm. the, what can happen. Now, everyone's body's different. I'm not going to yeah. say that everyone that adopts a plant-based diet is going to, is going to have amazing, find it amazing. I think mm-hmm. each of our bodies are similar in some ways but also unique in others yes. and therefore you know do do what's best for you i think the general message for a general population would be just to be mindful of the impacts that certain foods have on the environment certain plant-based foods as well but mm-hmm. certainly so you know i think the, the the one the biggest step we need to collectively take is to end industrial factory farming mm-hmm. i think the you know where you've got like literally factories of cows on like lined up or pigs lined up this yeah. this this is the first thing to go because not only is it incredibly cruel, yeah. it's the it's the the you're you're eating like the quality of it. 
is te- yeah, you're literally it's, these are infested with disease. Yeah. It's you know you're you know you're you're literally eating something that if you took an avocado and rolled mm-hmm. it around in shit for six weeks and then put it on a supermarket shit, like people wouldn't be interested in buying it. But you take a pig and roll mm-hmm. it around in shit and suddenly it's all like it's, it's appetizing. Like it's, it's it's you know the environment that these these animals are growing in, the things that they're fed. Like, we are what we eat, right? Mm-hmm. So if you take human A and feed them a whole foods majority plant based diet, and mm-hmm. you take someone else and feed them heavily processed corn non-stop like this person's going to thrive this person isn't you've mm-hmm. got animals that are in those conditions that are literally being fed the worst possible cheapest gmo shit you can find mm-hmm. and then you're eating them so you're eat, but you're essentially you're ingesting what they've ingested yeah because that's what their bodies are made of you know so yeah. i think that the problem is again that again it's price you know if you're if you're a struggling family that meat is cheap and therefore yeah. you know you can feed a lot of people so i, I get it i get that i get that but mm-hmm. you can do the same with vegetables you can do the same with, with plants i think the first thing that needs to happen is that we we move away from these like industrial uh animal kind of like slaughterhouse farms because you know for for for, for reasons of um the cruelty side but also like sustainability like a lot of people don't know that mm-hmm. you know you've got twenty five thousand people a day on this planet starve on average 25,000 people but we produce enough food to feed the entire population of the world many times over the yeah. problem you have at the moment is a lot of these poorer countries grow this food whether that be soy crop or whatever it might be mm-hmm. of which by the way people bang on about soy being bad for the environment and the vegans are causing that 95 percent of soy cultivation is used to animal feed so mm-hmm. imagine you're, you're a country you grow all of this crop you've got population of starving people but you ship those that crop to another part of the world that uses it to feed animals that we then raise and slaughter so that people in the West can eat them. But then you've got all these people that are starving when there's actually Mm -hmm. enough food to go around for everyone. So the food system is broken um, and it's something that needs to change. And the the corporations that are responsible or that are profiting from the current food system, Mm -hmm. they are unemotional. They respond to the needs of the market. So the the market is us. So, you know, we can wait for legislation to change and dictate what we can eat or collectively we can say, no, we're going to choose that. And these businesses, mm-hmm. they just, a lot of them are, are just, they're just focused on profit. So yeah. if we say, right, we now want this, we look at what Burger King and McDonald's have gone, they've started selling that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, 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 so that we have a lot of power as individuals and as, as a collective of individuals to dictate what these companies make in terms of the foods that, foods that we buy. And I believe that over the next five to 10 years, that is the shift that's going to happen because it's unavoidable. We're seeing the effects of, you know, of climate change and we're seeing the, the, you know, over the last year in particular where through COVID, vast quantities of people that are, that are, that are really suffering because of lack of food. Mm. I think is a, a big change we can all make is the kind of foods that we choose to eat. 100%. And the climate thing is a huge factor, I think. Is that, you say you primarily health was the number one reason you moved to vegan, but would you say what's the most important factor for you now? Is it, the, the sustainability, the ethical side of it, or I, I think you know. that I think that um, yeah, it's a good question. I think everyone that that becomes becomes vegan or or not even becomes vegan, like eats more plant based foods, it's mm-hmm. either health, sustainability, or, or ethics. It's one mm-hmm. of those three things. For me, yeah. it started with health, and then it became about sustainability, and then I really connected with the ethical side. I would mm-hmm. say a lot of it now is to do with the ethical with the ethical side. Like I, I don't talk about that that much because I know it triggers people. Yeah. And as much as I'm I'm open to having those conversations, I, it's, it's quite draining to have those conversations on a yeah. daily basis. And I like people to come to their own conclusions. So, yeah, I think the ethical side of it is a big is a is a big one for me. 
Um, mm. it's, it's, you know, you have to switch off a part of your, part of your humanness to just operate every day with the knowledge of what's going on to the, to these like sentient yes. living beings. So that's one thing. I think the sustainability thing is something that affects all of us and something that we're collectively re- responsible for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big thing, but the health side of it, like, I think going back to what we started talking about in terms of being successful and being happy and fulfilled, like it's impossible to feel fulfilled and happy in a sick body. Mm. It doesn't matter. You know, you could be sat there right now, a, a multimillionaire with all of the, all of the best things in the world. But if you felt 50% of yourself, you wouldn't be able to enjoy any of it. Yeah. hundred percent. You know? So I think health is the most important thing. And what plant-based food gave me was my health back. And so I will always connect with the health side the most. And that's why, you know, if I am, I recognize food as medicine. I recognize food as, um, as what, if I have a week where I eat shit food, the next mm. week, everything else goes bad. If I have a week where I eat really good food, even if I'm stressed, my capacity to deal with it is better because I'm in a healthy state of body and mind. And I think a lot of that comes from the diet. Week. Your second brain, is not it? Exactly. Yeah. And this is a big thing about gut health, you know, yeah. um, a lot of people that, that, that don't eat foods that, that are complementary to, 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 to gut health, it's easy, you know, it's depression, anxiety, this is all connected to the, to mm-hmm. the gut. So eating, you know, a lot of fermented, fermented foods. Um, you know, I eat a lot. I love kimchi, um, sauerkraut, food, foods like this. Fermented foods is really good for the gut. Just having a, a diet that's, that's varied and, and, and rich in whole foods, leafy greens and, and, and various vegetables and such. And it's, all of the information is there. There's no excuse now. Like you can literally go onto Instagram and like follow guys like Bosch or avant-garde vegan. And there's recipes mm-hmm. that anyone can make at home, simple things and have fun doing it. I never cooked before I went vegan. Being vegan, I started cooking <laughs> and enjoying cooking for the first time and yeah. eating foods. I didn't even know, I didn't even know what quinoa was. I used to call it quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> quinoa. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. This is what I got to honestly. <laughs> Huh? If you look at the word, it actually looks like quinoa instead. It looks like a exactly, but apparently it's quinoa, so I've been calling it quinoa now. So. <laughs> no, but I, I think you're right though. The big thing is like it's from what I see is it's lack of information on on veganism, like taught before Instagram and stuff like that. There, it's like it's really only discussed on social media. I feel like I never really hear it outside of it. And then the other thing is convenience slash price. Like, I mean, going to McDonald's and whatever, or, you know, and seeing a vegan uh, option there, I think a lot of people will go for it now if they know there's, the information. There's a level of interest. I think that there's a couple of things with, within that, as you just said. I think that um, when you've been, you've been brought up to mm-hmm. eat a certain way, so yeah. your earliest memory, like we, food is, is emotional for a lot of us. You know, that, that thing that your mum used to make or the thing that you used to have at your, your nan's house, whatever. We've got such an emotional connection to food. Mm-hmm. Equally, food as we've, as we've grown up has been provided and, 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 and enforced um, as to its kind of nutritional benefit and, 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 and the fact that it's normal in, in, our, in culture by people that we really look up to. So, you know, mm-hmm. your, your, your doctor and, you know, instagram fitness models or mm-hmm. your, you know your parents all these people have told you eat this and you've you know you've you've enforced that behavior by eating it and eating it and it's become normal yeah. so when someone then you know if someone turns around you to you know you've eaten my, my you know you've eaten chicken and beef and that all your life and then someone says to you one day oh that's bad for you you're like you're, you're 
because mm. all of these people that you trust and you love and you know yeah. you look up to and whatever have told you this and you've done in that way it almost mm. feels like accepting this new information that's contrary to what you've been told by these people that you respect and look up to is almost like turn your back on them mm-hmm. that's why emotionally it's so hot it's so difficult exactly. you know and and uh it took me to the point of like literally desperation like i was burnt out i felt horrendous i was um wasn't living a healthy lifestyle it took me to get to that point where i really needed to try something to give it a try to feel good and i'm one of these people that does everything to extreme so i found the information i did it overnight i was like <laughs> okay i'm sticking to it do you know what i mean yeah. whereas i think for most people like it we're we're social media it, twitter i find this more than any other platform actually it's yeah. just a ground for people to have their belief i'm not changing oh, it and i'll argue with it until for as long as you want do you know I, what I mean? It's like, it's like, like, we're, so, we're so polarized now. It's like, yeah. this is this, this is this. So like, it's like someone's, it was so like, polarized. Opening your mind is one of the most useful tools, the most beneficial things for yourself. Because if you open your mind to certain possibilities, I'm not vegan, but I'm still listening to what you're saying and saying, considering in my head, maybe I should go vegan. Maybe I should adopt part of this here for my for myself it's, it's, like, it's how we grow it's so interesting yeah. I, I even when someone like it's removing emotion from the debate like, I, I had it recently mm-hmm. where i was trying to have a conversation with uh, something happened on twitter I, you you may have seen it on my instagram where i was basically like what's the word like what's the word when you were like when everyone's just on you like i, I posted oh, something <laughs> i i yeah it was basically got cancelled on twitter basically for, <laughs> for, for for something and um and I was talking about the, um, the, the benefits of natural immune immunity, of um, healthy diet, exercise, positive yeah. mindset, community in, in terms of relation to COVID, et cetera, right? Yeah. No, 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 vaccines, mask, vaccines, mask. And I was like, <laughs> that, that, I'm, that's really interesting. Yeah. I like, remove emotion. So, so I'm unemotional. Yeah. I am not married to my beliefs and I'm mm-hmm. open to my mind being changed at any time when new information is presented. Mm-hmm. I will listen to you and I'll ask questions. So I'm like, cool, like that's really interesting. Tell me more. Yeah. And when people can't say anything, they resort to like insult. It's like, well, wow. I'm, I'm not here to insult you. I'm here to learn from you. And, and equally, I'd like to have a debate. Like, let's debate it. Like, cool. Yeah. Same with the plant-based thing. Like I've spoken to people and, and they've, I, I've said my perspective on plant-based. They mm-hmm. came back with some of the challenges and I thought, yeah, that's really interesting actually that 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 on the health side of things makes sense and i see mm. I, I i've learned something yeah however still i might i'm keeping my position because my position is is is, is ethical for example yeah. but i agree with what you're saying on health so I'm, I'm open to it in the same way that i'm not saying that i will always i'm confident i will but i'm not saying mm. that I, w- I will always be vegan i don't know what's going to happen yeah you know i mean, mean I, 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 new information may come in new yeah. information may, may be presented by someone in such a way mm. where I'm like, cool, that makes sense. I'm, I'm entirely open to my perspective being changed at any time. And I think that's one of the best things that one of the best stances we can have is I know what I know. However, mm-hmm. I also know what I don't know. And there's even more stuff that I don't know that I don't know. <laughs> the problem so, is people just think they're, they're, they're so marred to their beliefs and stuff. And the thing is, our perspective is so narrow. Like our conscientious perspective of the whole earth uh, all together is mm. so narrow but individually it's like ridiculously narrow and we think we're mm. correct and everything like there's so many so i did a uh, law at undergraduate and uh one of my classes was amazing because this this professor 
basically opened your mind. You talked about this, whatever issue would be a topic in, in class every day. And at the start of it, your mind would be like, oh yeah, that's cut and dry. That's exactly what that is. But then he opens your mind with this perspective and then somebody in the class feeds off that perspective again and they create another argument. And by the end of it, you're like, holy shit, this is like completely different to where I started. But I think people don't realize that. They just like, well, I'm not saying generalizing people, but I mean, certain people are so marred to their beliefs that they think they're right. And it's it's so beneficial if you open your mind to other possibilities because you can become a better person you can learn and you can actually adopt something if your emotion's not in it 100 yeah i could agree more yeah but um to move away from the vegan well actually one more question before i move away from the vegan side of things because i know you're a busy man um but if somebody was looking to adopt to become vegan or plant-based that What's the best resources? Where's the best place to start to learn about that? I think the easiest thing you can do is to replicate the foods that you already eat, but a plant-based version, and they're really easy to get now. I think then it's about looking in how you cover all your nutritional bases. And there's some really good resources. So um, there's an Instagram page called Plant Proof. A guy called Simon um, Mm -hmm. runs it. And nutritionally, it's everything you could possibly need to know. Um, if you want to go a bit deeper than that, there's a, a YouTube, uh, and I think he's got Instagram as well, but a guy called Dr. Michael Greger. He's okay. written a book called How Not to Die. Mm. And it's essentially like plant-based, the science behind a lot of plant-based uh, diets. And then if you're looking for recipes and stuff, you've got so many. You've got Brett Cobley, um, you've got uh, Avant-Garde Vegan, Bosch, Derek Sarno. Um, you've got uh, Carrots and Flowers, my friend Megan. There's, there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of whole bunch of really good people um and then uh jeffrey boadi is one of my friends as well he's he's got an amazing instagram page with loads of really good like nutrition bits he's always answering people's questions and stuff as well so maybe i'll send them so you can link them up maybe so people yeah, can find them. It's really i use those res- i use those resources as well mm-hmm. perfect and i uh, just want to end this in two questions because i know these are the two questions that i get asked a lot and i think because i was that 20 year old i was stuck in life and uh was trying to go for something and i asked you for advice so i would actually like to replicate that again and so if there was advice you would give the 20 year old self to your 20 year old self what would it be i would say find something that you connect with that resonates you whether you might say that you're passionate about it or it resonates with you or believe in it something that you believe in Mm -hmm. and attach attach yourself to a belief Mm-hmm. not a not a company or a business or whatever a belief mm-hmm. find people that are extremely efficient in within that belief and mm-hmm. model what they do and then go out and go out and do it go out and learn whether that's volunteering your time if you have to do it on the side of a job whether that's working for free whether that's you know take that risk i think in your 20s that's your time to fail you've got 10 years mm-hmm. to make as many mistakes as possible yeah i would just focus your 20s on making as many mistakes as possible having as many experiences as possible and, and that's how you learn. And ultimately, it's about taking 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 action, but taking action that's focused around a purpose or or a, or a kind of a a, uh, a a passion. Yeah. Amazing. And 
that actually summed it up. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a top man. You're a top man. And yeah, mate, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm glad I jumped in. I'm glad I bumped into you in the airport now. <laughs> no, it was resulting in a good com- resulting in a good conversation. I'm glad you made yeah. the flight as well. Likewise. And so, uh, do you have anything you want to promote? Anything? Any socials you want to shout out here? Obviously, no, just just yeah, just um, just obviously my socials: Louis L O U I underscore Blake. Um, no, that's it. I post most stuff on there. I'm pretty. I just stick to Instagram really nowadays. Perfect. Um, my stuff goes up there. Yeah. Top man. Thank you so much, Lee. Thanks, thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. Get-